0: Hello, I'm Mark Tucker. Hello, I'm Alan Furstenberg and we are Two Voice Devs. Two Voice Devs. Welcome back, Alan. Welcome back, Mark. Always good to, to have our weekly chat. Yes. I always, I always look forward to this. It, it, the,
1: the same, with, same with me. It's always good to, to take a break from all that you're doing and talk just talk with a friend about things that you are interested in talking about. It's, yeah. It's good.
0: No, I I always appreciate our chats. You know, sometimes they can be um, you know, down in the dirt about problems that we have. And sometimes they're more casual and kind of, you know, blue sky and <laughs> and I I, I I ran across this post, it feels like a couple of weeks back now, on um on the Alexa Slack channel, I think. And it actually is kind of in between those. It's you know, it's Kind of blue sky, but it has some. Well, how? What's the technology that we could use for this? And I thought it would be fun to kind of brainstorm how we would tackle this problem, and show you know kind of illustrate to, to our listeners what that might be like. Okay, you up, you up for that? So so here. Okay. Yeah. So here's the challenge. What would an Alexa skill or Google Action? How would, how how would we create one? That needed to do, um, I guess, social networking, or a group chat function might be the best way to put it. And to be clear, this is human to human or human to group of humans, that kind of conversation.
1: Okay, so it is. Um, so that that means it's asynchronous by nature. It means that I could posts something or you know, say something that then gets posted someplace that, mm-hmm. that somebody can pick up almost immediately afterwards or days later and can comment on and back and forth like that, right? Something like
0: that, yeah. You know, okay. I, we, could, we could think of it if, um, you know, if you were in a group Facebook messaging room or if you had DMs that you were exchanging on Twitter, Okay. Um, or maybe you know a, a topic group. Um, I guess we we can kind of constrain it like that. So we can let, let's assume just for the sake of the conversation. Well, I don't. You know, I was going to say let's assume for the sake of conversation that you're going to be interacting with people that you know. But maybe we don't have to. So we can. Okay. That, right. That's a, a more broad parameter.
1: All right. We'll kind of keep that in mind. So. The idea is that how in a conversational way can we say things that will get turned into messages and that we'll be able to ask commands where we could hear messages from others. So we're still right. using the mouth and the ear as far as um, you know the, the senses that we're using, but we're talking through a voice assistant um, on a smart speaker, smart display. Yep. Um, phone or something like that, but we're using we're we're talking.
0: Yep. No, and okay. I think that's an and, and I think that's an excellent point that we're looking at a voice first, and in some cases possibly a voice only um, solution for this. So, and we're know, not
1: going old school where it's voice only being I call you and talk to you on the phone.
0: Party line. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. You know, I understand that technology is out there.
1: Yeah, let's...
0: but I I think that's a little too radical for some people. <laughs> so uh, yeah, no let let's 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 take uh, what we used to call the plain old telephone system out of the equation. Okay. Well, that's interesting. It's got some interesting
1: challenges in the fact yep. that that it's got to be asynchronous, and that you could be talking to one or more people p- potentially, mm-hmm. and that there could be time. A distance of time. And there could be a, a great volume of
0: messages, I'm assuming. So yep. you so could, go ahead. I, I was going to say, let's also kind of um, assume one other thing. And that's that we're actually going to have conversation designers who will plan out much of that part of the design. Okay. So I don't think you and I need to focus too much. You know, I, I think we're going to need to talk about uh, somewhat what, what that conversation flow is going to look like. Yeah. but i don't think we need to get bogged down in that detail okay. we've got no, plenty I've... we've got plenty of technical details that we need to figure out on this anyway
1: yeah you're right and 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 but we have to know enough to kind of like uh um play it out you know kind of talk through it a little bit so we understand kind of what some of the use cases are mm-hmm. broadly uh, but it's definitely going to be um rough um kind of a rough stone on the conversation design waiting for somebody to come through and polish it up for us yep gotcha all right um well that's challenging so let's just let's start with the first part which like i have something i want to say so i would need to invoke the assistant and be able to um I, maybe pinpoint a specific group or or something you know because um, I might be wanting to talk about voice stuff, or I might be wanting to talk about JavaScript, or I might be talking wanting to talk about, uh, you know, the local sports team. There's, so there's lots of different topics that maybe I care about mm-hmm. and want to be having conversations with others about. Um, so I would say probably invoke and give a topic and then be able to leave, leave a message. Mm-hmm.
0: Right. And yep. that
1: would be, we would want to kind of, we'd want it to be a word for or word message based on exactly what I, what I say.
0: Well, and here we run into our first problem. It is. And already. that's what we really want to do is we want to record a message that plays back on our own voice, right?
1: Oh, that would be, yeah. Because otherwise then, it, you know, it's kind of, you're, you're losing something if it's just the fact that. That it's the text to speech, or or like the you know the, the transcription of what I said, then spoken out on the other end, and some you know TTS yeah voice. Then do I choose Matthew? Do I choose? We'll, we'll deal with that. Joey? In a second. Do
0: I choose? Yeah. Right. So, so so our first challenge is what 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 we really want is to be able to record a, a message, and have that message be played back. But neither platform has a way to record a message. That's true.
1: So you'd have to look at potentially creating your own custom.
0: Right. Well, Um, so yeah, we either talk about going to another assistant or we talk about, you know, sending you to a website where you record it and then you link back Mm -hmm. into your skill and.
1: Kind of the, the, the easiest solution to that is, is if it's a mobile application. Because then the mobile application can record what you say. But what's kind of interesting is, is that you wanting to... Um, I guess you could have a conversation like uh, leave a message for XYZ group. Um, and then it would say, start recording in three, two, one. And then you start recording and that part is the audio that gets recorded. And then that audio file is actually um, sent up, which is is kind of interesting because then it bypasses any ASR or NLU. It's just, this is the recording that needs to be, this is, that's part of the data that needs to go to whatever topic it was, whatever API call is going to, 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 um, accept that. Mm
0: -hmm. And the good news is that both platforms have, have technology that's not quite here yet, but it's coming to do that sort of thing to, to invoke your app. Your mobile application via via voice. voice. Okay. On, on, yeah, on the device. Okay. All right. So, um, but, but the catch is neither of them will support that on things like smart speakers and smart displays.
1: Hmm. Yeah. So it's,
0: so we've got a, you know, like a send a
1: phone feature, but yeah, so you'd have to like get to the mobile app and then it would be the mobile app itself that would need to record the audio of what right. you said. That's part of your message. So is your message.
0: So let's, let's file that one away as a possibility. Okay. But let's also look at what a, a smart speaker only solution would look like and, and, and go on the assumption that it means that we're not going to have our recorded voice. We're going to have a transcript.
1: Okay. Yeah, because I was going to say, we, you know, we've got a whole bunch of different options. If we're going to already have to go Alexa and Google to send us to a mobile app, then you could use Nuance or Houndify or, you know, there's all kinds of things that you could use instead to to do that on a... on a. Right. Um, so that would be, you know, your mobile phone would be then voice controlled. And that's kind of a different experience. Okay, so we're going to file that away. We're going to focus on... Yeah, you would have an easier time on Google because then you would get the full transcript of what the person said.
0: Well, that's um, true. That's true.
1: On, on the Alexa side, I would have to do something with some sort of an anchor phrase and then using a search query slot type, which would then just pick up the rest of what you said mm-hmm. kind of as freeform, but that's not always great. And you know the fact that it requires you to have an anchor phrase and say something exactly. Well, the,
0: let me ask you this: What if, as part, you know, what if we, this is a a one-shot invocation like thing? So I could say, "Tell social app to send a message to my group saying," and then the rest of the text.
1: Okay. Yeah. So that would be a, that would be a valid anchor phrase, the, you know, ask, you know, group saying, you know, that, that whole pattern, that anchor phrase there. And then, then the rest of it, yeah, that that would be, I think that would be okay. Um, And
0: and that's certainly something we can do on the Google side as well is, you know, we have, we have a a global intent that has those two slots. One of which is a free form slot. Right. So Um, I think that, the challenge on the Google side would be that what I'd love that first slot to be are just the groups that you're a member of. So it, you know, so it has a a custom slot type Mm -hmm. and you can't do that as part of an invocation phrase.
1: Yeah. We kind of the same issue on our side, on Alexa side with, if you wanted to have dynamic entities and say, these are the list of the groups that are valid groups, yeah. you know, you want to minimize it to just these three, you need at least one round trip to return back the list of dynamic entities to then invoke it. So, so a one shot really wouldn't work. It would be.
0: A one um, shot would cause but it would, wouldn't be perfect. Let's, yeah. let's go. Yeah. So, but if you, if you did a launch and then
1: you had the, the command where it was the anchor phrase, including, you know, topic and the word saying followed by the, what you were going to say, that, that would work. Um, but they would have to always say the anchor phrase. There is a kind of a way around that. And that's if you um, do the, some of the, the dialogue management stuff that is specific to Alexa. There's, there's a way that you can do your conversations in kind of a generic way. And so it works on both Alexa and Google if you're using something like Jovo, but then there, there is a way to not have the anchor phrase. So you could say like, send a message to um, you know, the topic. And then the response would be like, what do you want to say? And then you would just start saying what you want to say. You can do uh, search, the, the search query, slot type with no anchors at all. As long as it's part of a, this this dialogue management.
0: Oh, cool. Okay. Stuff.
1: It's, it's extra work and it's, it's a little bit of a pain, but you can do it. In, in fact, I, I had done a project where we were actually uh, sending texts um, via voice. So um, I, that's
0: that's literally what we're talking about here. Yeah. So, okay. So, so that's a, that's a valid approach on the Alexa side. And certainly that's a valid approach on the Google side. Okay. So, okay. So, you know, I think we've got a couple of pads for sending out for, for sending uh, the text, the message. Yep. Um, and I think we've covered, we've got a bunch of ways that we'll be able to fill those slots. Yeah. Um, anything else we need to think about when sending. So on the
1: input, not really. So then it comes down to what are we going to do? Do we is this like something that we're building from scratch? So we need to build the infrastructure where a message goes to a group and and do we need to do that? Or like do we have an API like we're posting something on Twitter and Twitter's going to worry about sending things off? Or are we posting it to, to Slack or, or whatever any API
0: for let's, something you know that's what, existing?
1: Let's,
0: we're, 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 you know, we're building an MVP here. So um, let's go build our own. Okay. Chat platform.
1: Well, I'll, I'll tell you one way to do it. Even though I think I like the way you're going to recommend better.
0: <laughs> I, I have an
1: idea of what you're going to say. Um, but one thing I've done in that case, um, since I use node, um, one of the ways uh, to do like a pub sub messaging infrastructure is something called PubNub, and it's a um, it's you uh, create a a you know a client or a sender, and it registers for a specific topic or you know a specific string, and then anybody who wants to listen to it would register. So you could have, you know, the person that's sending this off be using the voice uh assistant through an, a skiller action and people could be on a website just getting the updates as it's going through so so one of the advantages of having like a pub sub architecture is that it decouples the senders from the receivers and you could have a sender be in lots of different modalities in this case we're talking about is it through voice assistant is it through a mobile app is it through a website is it through text is it through and on the other end you could have the same type of thing as long as there's a something that could register that would be able to listen and get updates as it's coming in, then it could update. So that's, that's, that's one idea.
0: Now, now, let me ask one thing about, about PubNub first is does it give the ability to do that asynchronously so that I could be publishing stuff and then an hour later you could come in and say, okay, what's been published on this topic? You know what I hadn't I haven't investigated that because uh, I was th- I,
1: what I was looking at was actually like I want something to be near real time mm-hmm. you know, chatting. Um, so I don't know if it's possible, and I don't know if it's been modified in the like the two years since I've last looked at it. So not sure. it might be that one of the listeners or receivers is something that, posts it to uh, to a thread, or you know, whatever behind the scenes Twitter does to to store this information for for persistence, so it's not just around when you're connected to it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so so maybe I'm not I'm not sure. There might let be assume so. better. There might be better ways to do that. Okay.
0: Right. Well, and and I, I think what you probably guessed, I would say, is using something like. Firebase or Firestore. Or that is exactly Firebase.
1: what I was thinking.
0: Right, and and the big reason there is because it is a database, so it does let you just dump stuff in and then later query for, you know, what's been available since this period, since this time. Right. Um, but it also allows for real time connections. So that if I was on um, a website, you know, if I did have a, a a web app version of this as well it would handle pretty much behind the scenes me saying okay i'm now asking you know i'm i have a a query for um stuff in this topic and then as new stuff gets added to that topic i will immediately get an event notification that it's a, that new content is available and here's the content right okay yeah, um, I thought
1: I thought for sure. I thought I said that seems like a really good use case for Firebase.
0: Right. And it's such a good use case that it's like the example that they've been giving for Firebase for <laughs> like five years. They they like using chat clients as their example because yeah. it works really well with their model. Um the catch though is that for the asynchronous operation of skills and actions, we don't we can't use that. Yeah. Um, but that's okay. Cause we need, which is why we needed some way to be able to query for what's, what's taken place since we were last
1: there. So we would need some sort of, we're imagining at some point in time, we're like, Hey, I wonder what's been going on today with, you know, my JavaScript friends. I don't right. Know.
0: Well, so, so there are a couple of approaches here. Let's, let's go with that. Let's go with the on-demand, the, the request.
1: Okay. So I, I can imagine I'm invoking the, the voice app and I'm saying, um, "What's new uh, with JavaScript?" Or to, or today maybe right. maybe I give it some sort something that would define a range, a date range.
0: Or or even when you you know just started the the app, it would True. say, "Hey, you you know, ha- haven't seen you in a couple of hours. Uh, since then, your JavaScript group has had five messages." and your personal rant group has had 27 messages, what would you like to do? And you could say, you know, oh, I, I don't care about any of them. I want to send a message. Yeah, or, or
1: say, listen to, uh, tell me
0: about JavaScript. Right. Yeah. Okay. So so any of those ways are certainly valid ways to get into a group. So, so that would be, uh,
1: you know, remembering that a voice conversation is a request response and you've got seven seconds for that round trip to to happen, so even if it's like an asynchronous call, we're still going to have to await the response to come back for a list of things. So some API is going to need to be called, a list of things are going to come back, and then we're going to have to figure out how we want to iterate through them. Do we just start reading? The first message is this, blah, 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 blah. The second message is this, blah, 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 blah. Or do we do it one at a time? So your first message is blah, blah, blah.
0: what would, what would you I like do? to Cause,
1: do? Because maybe you want to take some sort of an action. Maybe you want to respond to it. Maybe you want to just go on to the next one. Mm-hmm. Maybe you want to delete it. I don't I don't and, know. Whatever, and, and so, right?
0: right. And some of that's going to depend it. on some of that'll depend on exactly what the interface is like. But you know, you know, thinking about um, I don't know, when was the last time you actually called your voicemail to listen to it and, and to try to deal with it? And that um, can get really yeah. frustrating.
1: <laughs> yeah, seven to delete.
0: right um so you know you've got that kind of possible pattern on the other Mm -hmm. hand just having it streaming off the replies may not be the best one either
1: yeah depending on how you know if it's something like twitter where you're constrained to like 120 characters or or 240 characters now sorry i'm old school. going old school here going old school twitter yeah sorry about that um but if you've got some sort of constraint, then it might make sense to do one or like batch them up. You know, so, and this is this is be where it'd be interesting is if you actually had the real audio file, right? That you yes. could listen to. That would be, that would be really fun because then you could hear it in, you yeah. know.
0: But so so here's another thought that I had on that front. Assuming we don't have an audio file, though, and yeah. you know, I could easily imagine. That either you or the system might pick different voices for different people.
1: Yeah, that's sounds kind of like a configuration option. You can say if it comes from so and so,
0: right? If it if it's coming from Mark, then use you know this particular voice on Alexa. And this you know this voice on on Google. Um, and and this is where getting into technical. This is where um, speech markdown would absolutely shine right now, yep. because that's a fantastic feature that's built into it that you can configure what those voices are by name.
1: No, this is interesting. This is this is a fast forward to the future. We're still talking about text to speech, but what if in some future world, part of my profile when I set it up, set my profile up in this system, I have- um, My custom I've, voice. I've, I've, I've customized, I've, got, I've gone through and done a custom voice. And so now there is some API in the end that could take text and then respond back in my voice. So now that's still text, but because um, the message is coming from me, then, then, then I've chosen what the provider yep. is for that uh, text to speech. Um, and so then the audio get, that gets generated is how, how I want to be represented.
0: Yep. And even if it's not a perfect representation of how you said it, It should, at least in a lot of cases, have a distinguishing, and it should sound enough like you that when I hear it, I don't have to think, who is that?
1: What if I wanted to sound like Alvin on the chipmunks, right? What if I wanted to have that? I guess you would, get after the first one, you would no to Associate,
0: not, you know, Mark has well, this funny voice, but- Yeah, yeah. Mark, Mark, it sounds
1: like Alvin the chipmunk and I don't want to talk with him anymore. Yeah. <laughs> let me,
0: let me apply the override for those, those annoying
1: right. and, voices and, and, that
0: somebody else selected. And I think this starts, you know, going back to things like, you know, the, the custom fonts um, that we have in CSS now mm-hmm. in the same way, having the same idea of a custom voice. And yep. styling it.
1: And a voice fallback. And yeah.
0: would be a really or and a voice override if I don't like your Alvin. Alvin. Um, um, no, I think that all that would all work out really well.
1: And that's and, and so and that's an interesting thing that you can't do in in the in any of the systems that we have today would be um you know customizing what the the voice that's going to read the the uh the response or the, the message in.
0: Right. I mean, we as a user don't have that ability. Yeah. We, you know, we as developers do. Mm-hmm. You know, so that's certainly something that we could give. That I think might have to be another subject for another time. You know, so okay. I think that, that's a lot of powerful uh, abilities that we have. I think one of the interesting challenges is going to be that, and some of this is going to depend on what the designer, the designer comes up with. You know, is it going to pause after each message? Um, or after every few mm-hmm. messages, and prompt you, and kind of the answer is at some point it's going to have to prompt you.
1: Yeah, yeah, and and so so I think right now, knowing that there could be multiple actions that I take after each message, I could archive it, I could favorite it, I could reply to it, I could delete it, yeah, forward it, I, I, there, then I'm inclined that after each message. Um, then give them a prompt where they can say next to go on to the next one. Uh, Cancel to just stop the, the going through, you know, you got 50 messages and you've made it through three of them and you're like, okay, that's enough. I'm enough talking about this topic. Um, But you'd want to be able to mark those as well. So you'd want something to happen. Like there's probably going to be some sort of an API call that happens after each one, even if you're just doing next to, um, mark it as read and like what the last red date was. So like, then if you leave and then you go right back in, then maybe instead of 10 messages on a certain topic, now you've got seven un- unread, unheard, mm-hmm. whatever uh, and, messages.
0: And here, I think it might be a place where Google might be able to do things a little bit easier. Because on the Alexa, you know, the, the obvious thing is that you want to attach that data to the user. Mm-hmm. And on the Google side, that's just the user object that the assistant maintains for you. Whereas on the Alexa side, that's a database call to save it in a, data, in a user database, correct? Yeah. And it's not that that's a bad thing because that is a good thing. But it does mean that it's an additional API call as opposed to making it just part of the transaction that you're the, the response that you're already doing. Yeah. So, you know, pros and cons on that one. Yep. One, one of the interesting things that I was also thinking about is certainly for some groups, I may not necessarily want it all that asynchronous. You know, I might just want to hang out in a chat room and hear messages as they get posted.
1: Hmm. And
0: if I wanted to reply, reply to it. Okay. Um, and that's, that I think is a place that is trickier to do on the Alexa side. Um, yeah, I'm wondering how you did it
1: on your side too because even if you, let's say that we have a smart display and you've got APL showing, like after 30 seconds, it's gonna go away. There's, it's not con- constantly listening. There's, the, the way to, to get back into a skill um, and listen to something is through a notification. So you could send a notification that something's happening. Um, but the, depending on how active that is, then you would have to, you know, here, you know, um, you might get a whole bunch of those and then you'd have to specify, oh, I'm really going to go back into the skill. Um, and then you can, you know, it could go right into the, here are the, you know, here's what we're ta- being talking about. If that's the, the configuration that you have or something, um, but I can tell really t- a way to keep the skill open and just listen.
0: Right. It's hard on the Alexa side. On the Google side, it's a little bit of a trick. I'll be, I'll be honest.
1: All right. Um,
0: and that's that I would essentially play hold music. So when okay, yeah, walk through how that might work. So, so using the media, one of the neat things about the media player mm-hmm. is that it's unlike Alexa, where it takes you out of the conversation. Media player on the Google side leaves you in, a, in the conversation. What you could do something like is in the response that you send back, specify, play this text-to-speech and then play this audio for 10 seconds. Okay. So it would, it would read out the, the next response, play the 10 seconds worth of audio, which could be silence, but doesn't have to be. Then when the audio is finished, that triggers an event to go back to the action, calling your webhook again. It could then check to see, okay, do we have any new messages? If so, send those back and then play hold music again. And hmm. if you're really slick, you could do things like, well, if the chat is, seems like it's very active, make it a very short hold music you know, like a second. Mm -hmm. And if it's pretty quiet or start, you know, start at 10 seconds. And if it's still quiet, maybe up it to 20 seconds or 30 seconds and then go back down again when the conversation picks up. Okay, that's interesting. It's cheating. And I know it's cheating. It's not how the media player was meant to be used.
1: Yeah. So we could probably, if you had a smart display with APL, you could probably do something. It, It gets confusing because... APL is running on the client and you could play a video. You could have like a one pixel mm-hmm. by one pixel um, video that is for 10 seconds or something. And then you could iterate it. And so that's a way like if you wanted to <clears throat> have a dashboard and keep something inside your skill, your skill is always active. You might have to do something to the back end to keep it alive.
0: Well, I think that's the question is, um, you know, when the video finishes, is there a way to say trigger something that gets me back to the server? Trigger yeah, there are event. there are
1: events that get triggered at different points during that. So you could then send a command to to the server. So send it, do a send event, and that would go back to the skill. And then you could, in the response that came back from that, you could do um, a command back to the device. Hmm.
0: The, that the, That's interesting. It, does it starts to be a again.
1: Yeah, and and you can make it so it goes back to the same screen that it's on. So that's that's interesting. Thinking a little bit differently, if it's just audio, there might be something that we can do on the back end because what you can do if you have a um, an audio skill, so this would work on a smart speaker and work on on um, a smart display. But you basically you start. The audio player with some audio,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and then when that gets done, it could query for the next next thing.
0: Now, as I understand, the audio player, though mm-hmm. all that it can ever return is audio. Yes, yeah, so you'd have to do
1: something on the back end where you would. So, so your back end would have to do the text to speech. Well, yeah, the back end would have to do the text to speech and then populate. A, um, a an audio file that then it would query and I guess if it if it got to the point where it didn't have anything then it could insert an like a hold music and then when that was done it would query again and and so there so might that part would be, be the same something you can do All that right. starts getting into kind of like having like a um, like a custom music skill or something which we yeah. have like a catalog which you,
0: so i don't know that... I, I i think and, th- and that's very similar mm-hmm. i think the 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 big difference there is that on the google side i could hear somebody saying something and during that hold music period i could say reply to that or play that again or you know i could have i could issue commands Okay. whereas on the alexa side i'm out of the conversation yeah, the only thing i say... can do is Repeat next track.
1: Yeah, you could do Alexa stop, and then that would like end the audio player. And then you go back into the skill. Welcome back to the skill. What would you, so there's it's 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 a very challenging interface to work. Actually, with that, that that's an
0: interesting. Question. Could you just reinvoke a new skill? Reinvoke the skill.
1: Hmm. I don't know.
0: Yeah. So it's so it's a possibility.
1: Yeah, it would be something to play with, but it's not. It's definitely not made. to do that that. and it would be, you know, to be honest, yeah,
0: to be honest, the media player on the Google side, isn't quite made to do that either, Um, (laughs) but it does. (laughs) So, okay. So we've got a couple of ways to send messages and to store and, and ship messages around and to hear them. Have we, have we kind of solved the problem?
1: That's, that sounds like a uh, minimum viable product or minimal lovable product or whatever we whatever people are calling them these days um, yeah that sounds like a, like a f- version one something that you could get out to to your community and try it out and um, and innovate uh, yeah
0: you know and certainly them. we you know there would be other commands like we've got the discovery question you know how do we find the communities that we want? How do we invite other people? Oh, that actually, that, that's another one that if we wanted yep. to do things um, asynchronously, you know, sometimes it might be, there might be groups that are really interesting to us that we'd want to get notifications for. True. So how, how would we handle that? You know, assuming there was some way to flag which ones we did want notifications for, how would that notification part happen?
1: Um, so how would you code the notification piece? Yeah. Um, so let's see, I'm, gonna, I'm dusting off... What I remember from notifications, so there's actually an API call that you can make that would send a notification. So that could be from some some system, someplace else. So you you get the the information, that, you know, and like the key and stuff that says this is the this notification is going to be for this specific skill, and then you can send uh, post something to that, and then that would send a notification out. Uh, which gives you the the, the bar or the ring on on your device saying that you've got a notification and you can say, hey, what's my notifications? But there are certain, let's call them schema for lack of a better term, of um, certain things that you can say. So they've got some, some like phrases that have some placeholders and you can fill in the placeholders. One of them luckily is like, you've got, you know, three unread messages or something like that. You can, you can do something like that. Um,
0: oh, interesting. Okay. It's, it's not
1: free form. There's, a, you have to, you have to fit it to one of the, the schemas. They're not giving you the ability to, to do anything. You have to. And,
0: and when you acknowledge the notification, does it launch you into the skill? Yep. Okay. So that's, that's a reasonable approach. On the Google side, you're much more limited. The notifications can only go to the phone. I'm not even sure the notifications are fully supported anymore. It's been a long time since I played with that. Um, but they only go to the phone. They don't go to any of the the, oh, the other devices. smart devices. Um, and you'll get a regular phone notification there, which will take you into the action on your phone. Okay. Which, okay. Yeah. It's okay. So, so there's our alerts as well. Um, and we're assuming there's going to be you know, ways to discover groups and ways to invite friends to groups. And I don't think we need to. Yeah. That gets hard though, because like, how do you then
1: identify people because well, that Mark can be spelled as a very simple name, four letters and it can be spelled with a C or a K.
0: Yeah. But and... here's, but here's a way, you know, that, you know, if I wanted to invite you to my, my group i could you know discovery usually takes place out of band okay so i could send you a text message with a quick link or an action link you sure could and then i click on that and that would link me up with you right it would go right into this group that i've just invited you to yep um and take you right into the skill or action that's true so that's a, a great use of quick links and action links
1: yep so it'd have to be a like a custom task quick link because remember there's two different types of quick oh, links. Oh right, out. yeah. And Alexa, there's the one that just opens up the skill, um, and there's really nothing you have to do code wise. You just have to craft a quick link URL that includes the skill ID and the proper .com if it's in the U.S. Um, so the proper URL and you're good to go. It launches it, but like a custom task link where you want to pass in parameters. Then you on your code side have to create, register with the skill this custom task and the parameters, and then you have to have a handler on your side that would would handle that.
0: Yep. And on the Google side, it means creating a new global intent um, and accepting that as a parameter for the invocation. So it's it's just another invocation intent using a global using a global intent. Yeah. Um, and then, obviously, on the technical side, we'd want to do things like validate this to make sure that it's not somebody you know spoofing that you know we've we've encoded it in some way and we're validating it so we don't have people just randomly joining our groups. Um, but that's mm. that's just common yep. sense yeah. data handling.
1: yeah, interesting. yeah, there would be some things that we could do to make sure the thing that's getting passed maybe was signed so that then you could see if it's been tampered with and all kinds of fun stuff.
0: Yep, so any other features that we wanna make sure we get in our our MVP?
1: No, not that I can think of.
0: Yeah, that's about all I can think of as well. So I'm curious if other people have other ideas both of, of what they would see you know would want in that first release yeah because it, you know um and then more interestingly how in the world would we do it with voice yeah i do have a question it's one of those things just because we could
1: do it does it really make sense to do it? <laughs> that's a really good point yeah so I, I guess um people that are out there listening just what and- do you think is this is this a good uh voice experience is there are there benefits to it? Why would it be, why would you want to use that?
0: Yeah, you know what? I have thoughts on that, but maybe I'll hold that for another episode. Okay. Or, or, or a conversation uh, elsewhere. And, you know, you can you can find us on Twitter or LinkedIn if you want to continue this conversation, particularly to, to your question, Mark, about, you know, we thought so hard about can we do it, should we do it?
1: Um, so <laughs> I,
0: I think it's a good question. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and if we get a lot of really good conversation going, I think we'll, we'll pick this up another time on Two Voice Devs.
1: Two Voice Devs.
0: Take care, Alan. Take care, Mark. Have a great week. You too. See you, everybody.